What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Small State Big Takes presented by House Enterprise. We have a message from our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Whether it's a college football bet, an NFL bet, or all types of sports bets, the DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. If you use the code SSBT and bet $5, you can instantly score up to $200 in bonus bets. Listen to the episode to hear more information about this DraftKings promo, but if you're a new customer, head on down to the DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code SSBT, and instantly score those bonus bets. Enjoy the episode, and remember, the house always wins. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. After a week off, we are back with episode 274. Stephen O. Scott just hopped off. He'll be right back. He's doing a self-car wash. So for now, it's myself, it's Mr. Gilly. And uh, how we doing after the, you know, not necessarily scheduled week off, but uh, just couldn't really get together. So here we are. Yeah, I am chilling. Tell you what, it's. I feel like I I don't want to get into the habit of the two week off thing, but I feel like we got a lot to talk about at the same time, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, but. like as far as sports wise, it's it's pretty. You know, it's the off season for us generally with the Patriots yeah. stinking and NBA regular season. Not much to talk about. Uh, obviously, the Red Sox off season blows. Uh, we'll touch on that in a couple minutes. And I believe Steve is joining our friend Ed Hand on his podcast later tonight. I don't know when it's going to be released. Pod Down by the River, I believe it is called. And I assume that him, Hogdale, and Ed Hand will be bitching about the Red Sox over there as well. So we'll only do it for a couple minutes here. And if you really want to listen to more Red Sox bitching, go, uh, go listen to those psychos do it. Yeah, do you do you want to do you want to wait a minute before we go into that and kind of touch on the winter weekend stuff? Because I know we there's not a lot to talk about, but a little bit like you kind of corrected me because I, I thought at first like ah, <laughs> Sox talk is dead. Already forgot that winter weekend happened last weekend just because that bullshit was just like more of the same. Yeah, dude. Looking back on it, we should have saw it coming. This way, the Red Sox run things now when they switch from Foxwoods to MGM. That's when they started cheaping out on everything. That's interesting. I like that you know, take. I'm pretty sure the first one was 2020. I'm fairly certain the first MGM one was 2020. And you know what? Basically, ever since then, uh, the world has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> they brought in Heim Bloom right before that, and it's been downhill uh, ever since from a spending perspective. And they just keep walking back what they say. They uh, aren't going to spend money. The team isn't going to get better. I have officially, here's a an announcement. I tweeted it out this morning from our podcast account, but I am giving up on my Blake Snell and Reese Hoskins recruitment. I'm... I wasn't sure if that was you every morning. I kind of, yep. I could have assumed, <laughs> but I kind of like not knowing and just... <laughs> Yep, that's me. Damn. Every morning, I said it's a great day to sign Blake Snell and Reese Hoskins. I think two hitters, uh, two players that would fit splendidly on this team and in this environment. I think Blake Snell is a guy that uh, the Red Sox could obviously benefit from for many reasons, and I think he's one that would be able to handle Red Sox Boston media and Reese Hoskins' uh, right-handed power bat that's 
basically exactly what they need. And he came from Philly, which is, you know, very, very passionate fan base. And one, I think he handled they want him back too. quite handedly. Yeah. I don't yeah. I, like, it's just like a, it's just like a room thing with Harper. I think they want to keep him at first, but all the fans are like, I, at least I follow enough Phillies people on Twitter where it's like, they're kind of hoping that some miracle is going to happen. They're going to bring Hoskins back, but I, they just don't have a spot in the lineup. It seems I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. I, again, I think they just want to keep Harper at first in DH and just bring him back real slow, which I do understand, but it's brutal when you got like a, a guy that's homegrown, like Reese Hoskins, who's been great. Had some clutch playoff moments too. But. Yep. The Spencer Strider home run two years ago. True. Uh, that, that that was clip fucking, <laughs> that clip is sick. Um I would love I I think he would bring a great energy to the to the team and Blake Snell. Whether you like him or not, I know a lot of people aren't really fans of him because he walks a lot of guys and he's got a smug attitude at times. Uh but I think you kind of need that little punk ass attitude in the on this Red Sox team right now. You have a leader in Trevor Story, he's definitely taken over the leadership mentor role, uh, which is good to see, but you need a little spazazz. You lost Verdugo, who maybe took that a little bit too much, um, you know, lacking some work ethic there. But um, Blake Snell's a guy that'll go on and talk shit and go out and, and back it up and, you know, winning a his second Cy Young Award. All in all, though, yeah, not really anything to talk about. It doesn't really sound like the Red Sox are going to be making any at least fun moves i see i know we're in a dark state when i see people trying to convince themselves that jacob junis is going to come in and save the squad i have not seen that that's alarming <laughs> that's that's kind of hilarious though I, I on the red sox real quick though i would say shout out to i sent it to our group chat and i might have retweeted it from the twitter i don't remember um a shout out to sammy james at hebhammer 94 who is crushing it on twitter and just like he is roasting the ownership like they deserve in terms of just like fully calling them out for their their antics at winter weekend he was there in person too so i feel like it's even better when it's like he heard everything they had to say and he just like went at them for for basically i don't know acting like our fan base is just so stupid that they could just like fool us and have us be like oh well never mind that's not what they meant full throttle got it okay like, i live my life by that yeah. <laughs> Give Dude, I tried break. to tell my girlfriend to explain that to my girlfriend. I don't think she fully understood. She doesn't care about the Red Sox, to be fair. But I, I just was so mind blown by that. Where it's just like the owner, the, the ownership group. All of a sudden, they're talking about they live their lives full throttle. How crazy is that? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever, bud. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy. That's like, it is. No, I know. I agree. It, it's. Uh, I thought it was you know... fake. I had to watch the video. I really thought it was fake. I was like, that can't be real. That's a big quote. It is. It takes a lot, and and I mean a lot, to win four world championships in a span of fourteen to fifteen years, and now we're you know twenty years after the first World Series. It takes a lot for a fan base to turn on you when you've done all that, and. It's safe to say I think the fan base has completely turned on ownership. And I think most people, uh, most Red Sox fans, even the casual ones, kind of see that its ownership is to blame right now for the product on the field and not not the scapegoats that they keep running out there, whether it's Dave Dombrowski, who I bet you they, they told him, hey, we're not spending anymore. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be a part of that. 
whether you want to believe that or not, whatever, they brought in his replacement, who turns out just another scapegoat. Craig Breslow, guarantee you, he'll be another scapegoat in a couple of years. It's just going to keep going as I think as long as this uh as long as this ownership group is around. Cause even going back to Theo, it's not like it's not like the person in charge of baseball ops has a long career here. That's true. Another one where he kind of kind of got pushed out in a way too. I feel like he wanted to do shit differently. I kind of I we were so young too, so I feel like I kind of can't remember fully what was like presented as why he was leaving at the time, but that was some BS. How long was Theo here? Was that like 2010, 2011 when he left? I think it was right around then. It might have been just before that. Um okay. Because didn't Ben Charrington draft Mookie? I think you're right. Again, uh... Charrington was like masterclass mode. Because he did take a few years off before he went to the Cubs. Yeah. Wait, what? Wow, 2007. Yeah, right? Is Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. That's crazy. November 2007. November 2007, he announced that he signed a new contract with the Red Sox, but declined. But why doesn't it tell us when he left? Skipping over that. Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, it looks like it was just 2011. Yeah, okay. Okay. That makes more sense. That was going to throw me real off. It's like, what are we doing? That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, But... So he's probably the longest one because that's almost 10 years, right? Yeah, he was here for yeah. 10 years. And since then, it's just been three to four, three to four, three to four. It's like Charrington, what was four, right? Dombrowski yeah. was four. Heim was four. I'd be shocked if Craig Breslow even last four at this stage because it's, can't really Seven do anything. Bail. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel you. No, it's a. Sad state when it comes to that. And speaking of sad states, Rody Hoops. What, Rody Hoops what, are your, great. what are your thoughts after a tough week? Again, two two games that were tough. They were not gimmies by the all best uh, two, any means. The best two teams in the conference, and Dayton's one of the best teams in the country now. That being said, after the stinker, you know, you kind of convince yourself, oh, they're just like, they're looking ahead, focused at the Dayton game, all this, and then they just, uh, yeah, they, they didn't show up. Uh, you know, lose good, by 50 again like great yeah good, good friend of the program um i don't know how to pronounce the last name that we got into a little twitter beef with dan um lift shats i i i'm sorry i don't know it's not right in front of me and i'm not too familiar with uh the sports hub people but yeah we went back and forth with him for a while so we really needed roadie to cover that game um they didn't. They lost by 50. And you know what? Good on him for hitting that bet. It was a good bet because you or I plus eight and a half never had even a shrivel of, of hope. Um, yeah. It's just the my question was because St. Bonaventure was favored by eight. And it was just like, I don't know. They I didn't love St. Bonaventure going to that game. And I, I, I like St. Bonaventure in the past, but they did not look good recently. And you or I was looking the opposite way. Obviously – Rody were the frauds in that situation. Yeah, even laying eight, but yeah, I just yeah, I just, I just didn't see it. But I don't know. Shout out to Charles Pride, by the way, former Brian dude. 
yeah, following it up. He kills URI every time, no matter what team he plays for. It's true. He he does. So going forward with Rody Hoops, I don't know. Get me five hundred and eight ten play. At least beat the expectations that were had of you this year, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they can kind of hang with everybody besides Dayton. Uh, personally, I just think Dayton is that they have the best player in the conference by far. They have the best coach in the conference. Like they are, uh, they're they're a beast of a, of a team over there. And every everybody else, though, you know, there's a big big drop off after that. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes over with our with our roadie hoops. Who when's their next game? Um, I think it's this. Wednesday against Fordham at home. And that's the other thing, too. Two road games, too. Like, in Olean is tough to play at for uh, St. Bonaventure. So, yeah. like, I get that. That's I feel like, I don't know. There are only so many times I can remember in recent URI Hoops history where they actually, I think they did beat them last year. I can't remember if that was at home or away, uh, which was unexpected. That was, like, one of the few URI wins that we had. That's why it stuck out so much. But, um, they should, so uh, should you just take can't care lose by thirty, though. No, let's uh, let's they so you know they've got Fordham on Wednesday and at George Mason on Saturday, who played really well in non-conference, but is coming back down to earth here in conference play. So we'll see how that goes. I think you should be Fordham and you can be George Mason. So um, one and one at worst this week, I would say. Yeah. No, I feel you. And then yeah, and then you got the uh, the Philly teams there in terms of. Or excuse me, Pennsylvania teams. You got LaSalle and then Duquesne the next week. Again, two two matchups. You should, you should win both of those games easily. Yeah. Right? Duquesne so, should make I, you nervous because they can actually score and Rody's defense has been the issue this year. Uh but sure. LaSalle LaSalle actually has been, you know, they they I think they've surprised some people, but it's non conference play and now we're in conference play and what do you know? They started off one and four. So one and five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they have Dayton on on Tuesday, so one and five for LaSalle. Yeah, tell you what though, Jaden House and David Green are so fun to watch. Yeah, I they can score. Fine. You or I can score this year, not an issue. Um, yeah, the other side of the ball, it's the issue so far. That's true. True. Shout out to David Fuchs, all time man, all time and always right. We've got we've got so many. If this team was better, that'd be the. <laughs> An unreal team, just to be like, man, remember that? Remember David Fuchs? Yep. And always right. Crazy. Yeah, they've got names. They always have names. That is true. That is true. Going back the last few years. He is trying, and you know what? He 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 bought me back in with the three and zero start to conference play, but prove it week now. Definitely a prove it week. Actually, here's a here's a question for you. Do you think, especially with the Red Sox being what they are right now, how do you feel about an SSBT Twitter rebrand of some sort? Something crazy. Something. Do we ch- do we change our name to just like signed Blake Snell? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it fresh because I'm just <laughs> I wanted to be something URI related, but they're not giving me much hope for right now. Um, and the Red I guess Sox are. No, no, I guess not. But it's just, I, I guess, yeah, whatever. You're right. Okay, how about we can until it happens because uh, until the you know we haven't talked about the Patriots since basically True. everything happened. We can True. Be we can become Mayo leaders. Hive. I don't. <laughs> well, no, we can be the leaders in getting Zach Robinson over here because 
Um, for those that don't know, Zach Robinson is on the Rams. Um, you know, he's a McVay disciple. But what the little fun fact there is, his wife went to our high school. And Josh was pretty good friends with her. So I think we should rebrand in the morning to be the Zach Robinson to OC uh, uh, lead, leaders of that charge. I like it. I like it. And I think, I mean, he's getting a lot of interviews too, which is awesome. Where it's the, like, the, I think the, the Steelers and, and the Bears, did the Bears fire, hire someone for OC? They they did. They interviewed Cliff as well, but I forgot who the name they they hired was. Shane Waldron. Waldron, okay. yep, that's it. So yeah. um, I don't know how long that movement will last, but I'm definitely down to to take charge there for all the reasons previously stated. He's uh yeah, he he's the McVeigh you know, I think he's the quarterback or, or quarterbacks and offensive something or other. I don't know what his exact title is, but I feel like anybody tied to McVeigh at this point is uh, a hot commodity because they definitely overperformed this year. They kind of revitalized Baker's career, um, et cetera, et cetera. So they have the they interviewed uh, Nick Cayley. Uh, I was trying to figure out what his or yeah. who he was. That was a tight ends coach, which is that's just kind of, I don't know, maybe call me old school, but just interviewing a tight ends coach is kind of funny for an OC position. I feel like it's usually like, uh, an offensive assistant oh. or a quarterback's coach. I don't know. Yeah, Josh, I, mean, I wish Josh was here to explain how a tight yeah. end coach, like, <laughs> is that wired into, like, it the would, offense? But it would help. Again, if you're, I think Dan yeah, Campbell was, like, an O-line yeah. coach, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I so, I mean, was. it can come from anywhere, so. But just in my head, I'm like, tight ends coach, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll take charge in that. And uh, on that on that topic, um, um, Bill Belichick is out and, and Gerard Mayo is in. So it sounds like that was something that they had predetermined. You know, like in Mayo's contract when that that they signed last year, like that he would be the successor. Um, he sounds very well spoken. He sounds like he's more of the Dan Campbell type, where he's about motivating and developing and 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 let the experts on his staff take care of that which i'm i'm all for but at the end of the day you still have to know how to coach a football team and well that's to be seen youngest head coach in the league which is kind of cool i guess if you're into that um i didn't realize that he only played for the patriots for like I think six or seven seasons. I felt if I knew his retirement was short, but I didn't realize that it was, you know, his playing time was that short. Yeah. That is kind of crazy to think. I feel like, because he was so good too, but I, he, he so just, good. it wasn't even really injury. I think he kind of got banged up, but it wasn't anything crazy, but yeah, he retired before he's 30. How crazy is that? Yeah. It wasn't like Hightower where eventually I just don't think like it was mostly his shoulder just like didn't, let him play anymore or something like that. Um, yeah. But hey, get me Hightower on the staff too. I'm I'm in. I know. Well, actually, speaking of which, um, I saw I because I think I tweeted out something where I was kind of asking a poll when the Cliff Kingsbury stuff came out, and I asked you guys too um, in our little group chat. And I think I threw out Cliff Kingsbury. Would you want him? Would you want? Like, obviously, now we're that team Zach Robinson, but. Um, 
Wes Welker was also in the mix of kind of uh, or rumored to be in the mix. He's is he with the 49ers? Uh, I don't but that'd be think fun. So that'd be a fun name anymore. to have back though. He, for the Dolphins, he's... never mind. Wide receiver yeah, for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Um, but yeah, that'd be another fun name to kind of have back in the mix. Get him in there for an interview, see what happens. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know no? how good of a coach he is. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I believe. I believe. I, I'm, a, I'm a Welker guy through and through. I know you are. You always have been. I know. But um, what was the other Brief interruption from our regularly scheduled program to talk about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Pretty exciting time of year. You've got the NFL in full swing, college football, things are heating up, NHL just came back, baseball, you've got the playoffs in the World Series just around the corner, and you've also got the NBA and college basketball just about to return as well. Uh, it doesn't get better than that, in my opinion, and what better way to celebrate and enjoy those games than by participating in some wagers with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code SSBT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. Again, code SSBT only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. A lot of great promos and sports boosts um, on a nearly daily basis. A lot of fun ones to uh, to sprinkle some action, uh, even on those uh, those Thursday night games, World Series plays, etc. So, again, promo code SSBT uh, for new customers, and please enjoy. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- Eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y, which is four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Please call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. C D K ng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode thanks name i was gonna mention shit i don't know oh do you think that all the hiring and everything that's come out i feel like speculation is that jonathan Kraft is now like in control he's got the steering wheel are you buying into that or do you think it's still rob Kraft that's calling the, the shots um i think it's time for rob Kraft to take a step back whether because he i uh, i mean he's old he's in his 80s now yeah. um i think you can just kind of kind of tell sometimes he he blanks and that's what happens like just talking and whatnot um but at the same time i don't know if jonathan Kraft, <laughs> like 
I don't know. He wasn't at the Bill Belichick presser. He wasn't at the Gerard Mayo presser. Like, I, I don't know what's going on over there, honestly. I think a lot of people speculate that and deservedly so. I just I don't know if it's – I don't know how much weight it can hold because I think Belichick would have been out years ago, like, if he was truly calling the shots. So what does Jonathan Kraft really have any loyalty towards Bill? I doubt he does. I like likes yeah. him at all, honestly. Well, and I don't think Bill. I, I feel like again, you we're kind of basing this on reports of reports type shit. But I yeah. I've seen stuff where it's like <laughs> Bill <laughs> kind of doesn't seem I don't know doesn't really address Jonathan in the way that you would expect, or it's like he respects his dad, and that's kind of it. That's the impression I've gotten from right. people that are in the building that put stories out and stuff, but which is interesting. So that, that kind of makes sense there. But where, where do you think that Belichick's going to end up? I feel like if you're him, are you, I, I don't know. I'm probably pissed at the Falcons. Falcons are interviewing like everybody now. Do you interview Bill Belichick? And then you're going to be like, we're going to just like interview everyone else that's available before making a decision. That's bullshit. I'm a goat. I get that, but I think they have to, right? Don't they have to like interview a certain amount of people for a head coaching position? Isn't there a yeah, bunch of? I guess I you're think right. There are a bunch of rules for that. It's just kind of like a formality, I think. Yeah. I hope he goes to New England or uh, to Atlanta just for our, for selfishly. And I think it's a good fit. Yeah. Options are pretty yeah. limited, honestly. I know. Do you think they get a quarterback though? Because that's the thing. It's like, is he just going to be in a similar spot where it's just like, yeah, I think he is. Good defense. Just, With, I know, but he's just like better. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm in. I, I'll buy that. I'll buy that theory. Yeah. I, I don't know what the Vikings. Vikings got to pay Justin Jefferson, right? I don't know what they're going to do a quarterback, but. I think they'd rather pay the 25-year-old best wide receiver in football than respectfully to Kirk Cousins coming off a what ACL surgery at 36. That's fair. That's fair. As much as I yeah, am I... team team Kirk, I do think he's a very you know top, borderline top 10 quarterback in football. As controversial as that statement can be, especially uh, these days, but um, I. Wouldn't be surprised to see a move like that happen. And Atlanta is, is, is a pretty good fit because they're a quarterback and a coach away from being a, a real threat. And there you go. That's you fair. If you're him, that's your top job. You'd rather be there than the Chargers. Than... Is Carolina still open? Um, I'm, I honestly, I don't. I don't know. I think Washington's still open, which isn't a bad spot if you trust – New ownership. Oh, I'm rooting for that, to be honest. That'd be so, I don't know. That'd just be so funny. And even just like PFT having to be, yeah, react to Bill Belichick on a daily would be pretty funny. Yeah. But that defense is abysmal. But he has a knack for finding defensive gems. Even up to this year, he's still. He still finds the best and gets the best out of defensive players. Like Miles Bryant had a great year. Um, what the fuck's his name? 
Peppers had a great year. Like these guys that were kind of just like forgotten about and thrown to the curb. He brings in, finds what they're good at, and they excel. So I think wherever he goes, the defense will improve. Atlanta's already got a pretty good secondary um, and a decent front seven, I think. They are a quarterback and a coach away from being legit. I, I So you get Kirk and Bill Belichick, you got to feel pretty good as a Falcons fan. You just sparked a thought, and this is a sad take, but it's a big take. I think Jabril Peppers goes wherever Bill Belichick goes. I was wondering that recently where it's like, who who do we think would like leave with Bill Belichick? And I kind of was struggling. I know Trent Brown has said things about him in the past, about like, oh, fuck everything that's happened, but I would still. It's Belichick, so I would come back. Jabril Peppers is the guy, though. I feel like if there's a guy who's going to be a free agent who would follow him, like, pretty much anywhere, I feel like it's Jabril Peppers. And I love Jabril Peppers. That'd be yeah. Sad. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but at the same, like, you know, Mayo was on, um, I think, WEI this morning saying that they got money to spend and they're going to go spend it. Now that's we just learned from the Red Sox not to really take people at their word, but you know it's it's out there and it's a salary cap league, so it's it's different and whatnot. And he's not necessarily going to be the ones the one making those decisions, but we'll I guess we'll wait and see. I I think that he has a good relationship with those you know defensive players as well, like Mac Wilson and 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 all those other guys that had good years, so. Yeah, I guess that's remained to be seen, but I, here's a big take. I wish we got to do the draft before free agency in the NFL. Dude, I agree with that. The NBA does it. That works perfect. Because, say... You don't know who you're getting, too. Exactly. First, it, it, if you're an NFL team, like the Patriots in this instance, you're picking three okay, Drake May falls to you and you get Drake May. Now you don't have to go get a quarterback in free agency. But you don't know if that's going to happen. I guess at the top of the draft, you should have a pretty good idea of who's going ahead of you. If you're only two guys in front of you, if you do your scouting and research and connect the dots enough. But still, from a Patriots fan perspective, I would love to know if I'm getting Drake May, JT Daniels, Marvin Harrison, I forgot the old tackle's name, and then go into free agency. Yeah, posted the other no, way right. around. Because now and it costs a shit ton at the top too. That's the thing too. It's yeah, like, it's a lot of money that's committed. I know you have a cap hold, so it's like they're going to cost X, but that, that matters. If it's like, are you giving ten million dollars to a quarterback that's going to be a rookie? Are you going to get him, or is that going to go to an offensive line? Yeah. I yeah, that. that's uh. That that's my I was talking because I you know just talking about this in general when that was pointed out to me, I was like, yeah, you you can just fucking get whoever in the draft and then go get T Higgins if you get Drake May, go get T Higgins if you get J T Daniels, go get Kirk Cousins if you get Marvin Harris, and it's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. It works the other way around, which kind of stinks. That should be a thing. That should be a thing. Maybe we Why? can start that movement. You think just this year at least? that they'll take it into consideration. <laughs> yeah. One year only. Let's yeah. try it out. It's yeah. That's a good call though. Cause it's also like, that's what the NFL is kind of, I guess there are parts of it that are good, but like the NBA, when free agency starts on July 1st, I think they've changed it to maybe June 30th sometimes, but like, that's a big deal. And like, 
that I love that day. That's like a holiday for me of just like seeing all the woes and sham It happens right away deals too. that already happened or <laughs> just like announced right on NBA the exactly. free agency is better than NBA. Dude, Boom. Oh my God. Remember <laughs> the Kevin Durant free agency? I was on pins and needles like all summer. And obviously because the Celtics were involved, but like that's what it should be. That's that doesn't happen other than Tom Brady, which even that was like a weird disjointed one because like, is he retiring? Is he not? We haven't had like an electric NFL free agency, in my opinion, or at least a one guy who's like, oh, where's he going to go? Not to even mention baseball. True. Like baseball, you have big free agents a lot. And to show his credit, honestly, this year, he was pretty quick with it. But you remember how many times we like are waiting into mid-March or late yeah. February, like Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, the list goes on about in baseball, these guys just waiting forever to sign NBA everybody signs the first day like you're if you have Waj or Shams noties on free agency day one your phone is gonna be uh dead real quick from the notifications (laughs) honestly true I you know it's funny you say that I think I've had that exact scenario where I turn on notifications to be like hell yeah this is gonna be sick and then after like two hours it's like I can't handle this these are like and all the small deals that happen it's like this is too much I love the shit, but that's gets to be too much. Yeah. I even just May 1st, give us May 1st or, you know what? Make it May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. That's NFL free agency. Boom. Boom. I'm in. I'm with it. Cool. Glad we're on the same Um, page there. I have a question for you. Um, Oh shit. There's another NFL thought. I feel like we're really hammering NFL today. Ah, I lost it. I'm sorry. Damn. That's tough. Yeah. Was it I, about well, was it about uh like the playoffs these past couple weekends at all? No, but it could be. What's your is what's your takeaway from another I, is it a classic? It was a really good game between the Bills and Chiefs. This is a very good what game. You, yeah. I think divisional uh, game. Divisional game. We got to preface that. I feel like people get crazy sometimes. Right. The classic. The good divisional game. If it was a championship game, I think you know the stakes are higher. The pressure's higher. It's a little more intense, even from an outside perspective. Yeah. But I think if you ask either of those fan bases, it's like it's just the same story over and over again at this point. So like, how classic can the game be if if it's that one sided? That's true. You know, that's true. Unfortunately, is the window closing for the Bills and Josh Allen? Yeah, I think you got to switch it up. I, I not Josh Allen. I, I, you you keep yeah. Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. uh, hundred percent head coach. Yeah, you got to go down with the ship at this point. There's no. <laughs> he's about to make like I I think his cap hit is like mid fifties next year anyway. Like yeah, you're, and you're and also you lose that game by three touchdowns without Josh Allen, despite his kind of erratic play down the stretch. He still made some. Absolutely insane plays in that game. Um, sure. Head coach, at this point, you kind of missed the boat. I don't think you can get the best candidate. Although, <laughs> I will say, Imagine. Bill Dude. going to the Bills uh, would be scary. And if you can if you can get Bill Belichick for two, three years, I think you go do it 100%, no doubt about it. But with the real, the real concerns there are, I think actually this is the last year you actually have to pay Von Miller. But I 
I'm kind of buying into the fact that this Diggs and Josh Allen relationship is kind of fractured. It just was yeah, not right. the same year that you're used to seeing, especially the second. Like, it started off great, but the mm-hmm. second half and even in the playoffs, like, Diggs dropped that ball right in his fucking bread basket, that, like, 70-yard bomb that was right through his hands, too. Like, I don't know. I think uh, – I think for the Bills, you got to move Diggs and and find someone to step up in that spot because they got a running game with James Cook now. Dude, he's nasty. James I... Cook's really good. They they ran the ball a lot better this, this year than they did in the past uh, couple of years. And that defense, it was banged up, but it's that was a good defense all year. And again, it's it was very thin in terms, of, especially the pass rush. I feel like they had like five to seven guys that were out at least at least against the Steelers. And I can't um, believe it was like crazy. I... I think it was actually the Nick Wright, believe it or not, um, made a great point. I think it was him that I saw in my timeline saying, sorry, you can't just run it back if you're the Bills. Just another year older, another half step slower. you got to make some changes. Um, The Chiefs did that a couple years ago. Like, then go with Tyree Kill. They won a Super Bowl, and now they're back in the AFC Championship. That's just what they do. They just find a way, and the Bills haven't found a way with what they do now. I think you got to make a change. If I was the Cowboys, I would have wanted to change. You know, if I'm a Cowboy, yeah, I want to change. Like that is crazy, isn't it? That yeah. they're like just content with running it back. I'm so shocked. With Belichick available, okay that. it's insane. Yeah, it's insane to me. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, what what teams? Because stability is important to a certain extent, but if it's three, four, five years of the same results with that stuff, with that stability, it's time to restabilize. Yeah. No, I feel you there. Especially, like, it's just, I mean, just so heartbreaking for the Bills fan. Even as someone who's like, I don't know, I don't really, I'm glad that the Bills have not had a dynasty like I thought they would when Josh Allen was drafted, like, as a rookie in his sophomore year. It's like, oh, shit, like, he's going to be nasty. And he is. But it just has not worked out, which just goes to show. It's just such a, it's a tough, tough league. Very tough league to win, which is what, you know, makes what Mahomes and the Chiefs are doing and the Patriots, what they did for so long. Just like, damn, they were that good for that long. And it's that it's really, really hard to win in the in the NFL, even though the NFL talent, I are at least quarterback talent, coaching talent isn't where it was kind of 10, 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. It's still really fucking hard to win. So, who who do you got? Who do you have going to the Super Bowl? And um, or is that I, the same as who you want to go to the Super Bowl? What's yeah? I'm kind of we've got like a minute left here, but yeah. real quick, um, I want to see. Even though I fucking I don't like John Harbaugh at all, I do like Lamar Jackson a lot. So I'm pulling for Lamar to win it all, um, and it would be pretty poetic to see Brock Purdy make a Super Bowl and lose it just like his predecessor Jimmy G did um so I think that's what I think I think that's what will happen and that is also kind of what I'm rooting for I don't want to see Mahomes get another chance I don't think I'm I'm over the Lions I don't think that you are yeah dude I maybe it's just Lions Twitter but um their home games are cool and and all but I think that their time is going to run out, but we'll see. Cause I'm not a Brock Purdy believer. I'm, I'm still a doubter. So I don't know. Taking the, that's under. true. That's true. I'm, I, I, you know what? I like that though. I'll, I'm rooting for the Ravens too. I think and Lamar, I think that'd be a fun, 
fun run, which is crazy to think that 10 years ago, thinking I would root for the Ravens in yeah, like a playoff. Exactly. Playoff. OBJ but piggybacks then, uh, his way to his second ring. That would be pretty fun. Dude, oh my God. That'd be kind of bullshit <laughs> now. Now I'm talking about it. <laughs> make everyone know. Two-time champ, baby. Two-time champ, Odell Beckham Jr. Obnoxious. One of the most overrated receivers I think we've seen. Good 